Welcome to the podcast, fun people. I'm Isaac Carlson, and before we get started, I just wanted to tell you about one of the best ways to support me is through Patreon. Patreon is a platform that allows you to support me directly, and in exchange, I get to offer you a variety of exclusive offers, um, the, the different different goodies and things that make it more enticing and allows a you know kind of sub community to be able to be built up. Um, for example, you can become a producer of the, the shows that I make, and that allows you to have your name at the end of videos. Um, the same type of thing can be said for the Discord, which is one of my favorite things that I'm able to offer, is that it's a tight-knit community of people that care about what I discuss and allows me to be able to throw ideas off of uh, people that really care about the channel. The one of the cool things too is the behind the magic show where I get to divulge all of the behind the scenes of being a YouTuber and going into all the different projects and ideas that I have. And then on Discord, that's when we dive into it further. There's live streams once a month, but also on Discord, we'll do voice chats on occasion when people are available. It's a lot of fun. I'm more and more proud of the Patreon community as it continues to develop. And it would mean a lot if you went and checked out um, the, <laughs> the Patreon. It's Everything is linked in the description for more information. I think, I think it's wonderful and I'd love for you all to be there. But with all of that being said, let's dive into the content of this podcast. We're discussing monsters at work, so let's jump into it. And today I want to break down everything you need to know going into the Monsters, Inc. sequel series, Monsters at Work, coming to Disney Plus this summer. I like to emphasize that because the show hasn't gotten a ton of promotion yet, but it is coming. It's a show taking some good notes from Tangled the series and is placing its new story in between two points in time that we've already been introduced to. We're going back to Monsters, Inc. before Boo's door was reconstructed, but after the day Water Noose was arrested. The team at Walt Disney Television Animation is going to bring us into Monstropolis again with Mike and Sully being the new leaders of Monsters, Inc. Sully being the CEO and Mike taking on the role of Chief Executive Vice Deputy Administrative Director of Comedy Resources Management, a role he made up for himself. Caitlin Ritter, one of the directors on Monsters at Work, has alluded on Twitter that Mike Wazowski memes are coming again, and I'm all for that. It feels like the ludicrous new title for himself is just the start of the goofs and the gaffs with him. But while the original duo is going to be working on transforming Monsters Incorporated into a profitable provider of energy again, the real focus in this show is going to be on a new cast of characters because the show is intended to be a workplace comedy and kind of a sitcom-styled way of re-entering the world. At the center of Monsters at Work is a character known as Tyler Tuskman, who was originally dreamed up as a mechanic and was small, lanky, and yellow on the original poster, but has since been reimagined as a confident recent graduate of Monsters University. If you need a refresher, that was where Mike and Sully first met in their prequel movie, Monsters University. That was where they originally tried to become scares until they were, of course, kicked out. But unfortunately, even though Tyler graduated and was a top scarer in his class, 
The framework of how energy is collected in the monster world will be turned on its head on the same day he arrives at Monsters Inc. While he was prepared to be a scarer, he will show up on the day the company switches over to laughter, which means that he, along with every other scarer, will be repositioned throughout the company so they can have the opportunity to learn to become jokesters, which is the new name for the people collecting energy. And for Tyler, he gets relocated to the Monsters Inc. facilities team, otherwise known as MIFT. Now, from what we are aware of, Miss Flint, who we saw in Monsters Inc. training monsters to become scarers, will be leading up the efforts to transform the funniest monsters into jokesters. But until Tyler figures that position out, he will be working under the leadership of Fritz, a small blue one-eyed snouted creature who is a bit of a scatterbrain. In the MIFT team, there will also be Val Little, a furry enthusiastic creature who kind of resembles Art from Monsters University, Cutter, a crab-like domineering wool follower, and Duncan, a multi-eyed and winged green opportunistic schemer. We will also be showing Tyler's parents in the show, but currently we only know that his mother's name is Millie and is a more progressive and supporting monster in Tyler's life compared to his father. Tyler's father apparently doesn't have a ton of faith in the idea of laughter being a very legitimate form of power that will last very long. He's convinced that laughter and laugh lures are all just kind of a fad that will eventually fade away, but of course that definitely won't happen. Although it might seem difficult to believe when the entire monster world was built off of screams. I'm sure it's hard to understand that laughs are literally 10 times more powerful than scream energy, although that'll just be something he'll have to internalize eventually because the world is just going to keep changing around him regardless of what he wants. The backdrop of this show though will be of course Monsters Inc. and Monstropolis, which means that we are going to get a much deeper look at the facilities around this company. Specifically, as a member of the facilities team, Tyler is going to be primarily within the machine shop right across from the main entrance and the employee center. This team will be doing things like repairing door frames, going amongst underground corridors, ensuring that the lab floors stay online, and occasionally sitting in an office space. Oh, and I guess there's going to be a bowling episode, so we have that to look forward to as well. I guess Monsters Inc. has some sweet amenities, so I'm excited to see that too. Also, the producers of the show clarify that each one of the triangle-like buildings on Monsters, Inc. property are the actual energy collecting floors, and that the one Mike and Sully were on was just one of dozens. The massive building behind the laugh floors is just for the door vault. I didn't fully comprehend that, so I figured I'd pass that along too. Monsters, Inc. is a, just a much more complicated business than I initially realized, but that's just kind of a fact of life. The producers of the show did a plethora of research into actual power plants to see how they look and work. And currently I even have a friend who's going to school for building systems engineering where he learns about sustainable and effective building practices and energy management. So I have gotten a bit of exposure through him of how insane the electric grid is. I feel like that would be an interesting concept to see explored and developed more. Although more than anything, I just want a story with characters that we can relate to. And it sure seems like that's what we're going to get. In a world where people are graduating from college in an unstable, uncertain, and constantly changing world, I think the stresses of Tyler are going to resonate with a lot of people. Inner turmoil, anxiety, and 
a nebulous future seems more commonly spoken about today than I've ever experienced before, and I've been feeling that more than ever too. I think it's a logical extension after Monsters University to show what people go through after they're done existing in the education system. We will get to see how a monster grapples with his confusing place in the world, and pretty soon we'll get to see this new Disney television animation project. Yeah, it's true, Monsters at Work isn't a show produced by Pixar Animation Studios, even though it has all the original voice cast returning, has Steve Anderson, the director of Meet the Robinsons, directing, and it's using 3D animation. But because it isn't being made by one of the big animation studios, it hasn't really been talked about much, including during the Disney Investor Day from 2020. Even though it's a series based off of an award-winning film that at one point was the top grossing animated film of all time, it wasn't mentioned at all because for some reason a sequel to Monsters, Inc. that isn't made by Pixar was less important than other animated projects like bringing to life the real housewives of Little Rodentia and ensuring we knew about Pixar popcorn, which is just 10 Pixar micro shorts that total to less than one episode of Monsters at Work. Listen, I'm not saying those projects are inherently bad. I'm sure the animators and creative team that's working on them are working tirelessly to make the concepts as great as they can be. But I also believe that Monsters at Work has a team that cares just as much and has likely been working on a fraction of the budget as the teams at Disney Animation and Pixar. I'm just really excited for this show. I have been ever since it was announced because the Monsters, Inc. films are some of my favorite Pixar films and the world is just incredible to me. And I'm I'm just really hoping that the show gets the support it needs to allow an audience to grow around it because from everything I've seen, Disney doesn't often prioritize Disney television animation. I mean, for one, Disney doesn't have a ton of animated shows on Disney Plus yet like Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and Aladdin the series, and even modern high quality shows like DuckTales and Tangled the series, which have some of the best stories coming out of Disney overall in years, have mainly been brushed aside with little marketing or care about the series. And I don't want that for Monsters at Work. I'm looking forward to seeing Mike and Sully's story continue, and I'm intrigued by Tyler and the new Monsters stories beginning. And that's all happening on July 2nd of this year. So as someone who really enjoyed Tangled the Series and DuckTales, as I kind of mentioned, you know, that's kind of the, the crux of my concern about Monsters at Work, is that Disney is not going to push it. Like if if Disney like if Disney doesn't have Monsters at Work as one of the top banners on the day it releases, just like they've done with the Marvel shows, um, like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, if they don't do that, I'm gonna be very disappointed. These are like the the minimum things that need to be done so that audiences can be aware that Monsters at Work is is able to be watched and, and is available for people to see. And that's something that just wasn't done for those previous Disney Channel shows that Tangled the Series released at different times constantly. It was, there was never any reruns. It was just very difficult to access. And DuckTales, it switched networks. It, like Tangled the Series had a name change to Rapunzel's Tangled the Series after the first season. DuckTales was literally switched back and forth between networks on each of the three seasons. It went from um, Disney XD to Disney Channel back to Disney XD. So there was no way for audiences to be able to even understand or know where these episodes were coming from, when they were coming, 
and they there's not a lot of opportunities to see them again if they miss them. And while that will be easier to mitigate with something like streaming where people can instantly watch each episode, I mean, that's that is a good thing. I'm just I'm just really hoping that they push it as if it was something that they made in-house because it is something that they're making in-house. It's just under a different animation studio than Pixar um, or, you know, or Disney animation studios. And I don't necessarily think there's anything inherently bad, like of, of like prioritizing certain projects over others. If Disney has faith in one movie over another, it makes sense to put the movie they think is going to be more successful in a time slot that uh, in the year that they think more people will be able to watch it, that it can go to bigger heights based on when they release it. So I don't think there's anything wrong of doing things like that, prioritizing marketing budgets, things like that. My point though, is that it's, it's such a big franchise that means so much to so many that it just feels like such a disservice to the team that poured in so much of their lives into building this show for it to just go on to the, like just to be pushed aside. That I hope it's not just like thrown on there and then not many people are aware of it. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be talking about it, so I'll be trying to push it. Um, but that's just kind of the, you know, the expanded version of what my concern is with that. Um, because now, now if, you know, now that we're like listening to this part of the, the podcast, we're into the port, the part that's not on YouTube, that this is the section where I, I expand my thoughts further and give you more of an inside look at to what I'm thinking about and trying to make it more of a traditional podcast. Um, this is something that I've done like once or twice before. I think this might actually be the second time, but <laughs> this is, I want to make the podcast more authentically a podcast. Um, but back to the idea of monsters at work. I think I've seen some concerns over the, the, the crew deciding to focus on a character that's not part of the original group, that there's not a focus on Mike and Sully, that we're shifting perspectives onto another character. Personally, I don't think that's necessarily a big deal. I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a massive issue, but I can see why it would be concerning. This is kind of, um, kind of the weird thing about it is like, is this a Monsters, Inc. sequel if it's not focused around the original main characters um, of the, you know, the dynamic one-eyed duo and the, the blue, you know, the one-eyed guy and the blue carpet? Like, is it, are they, is it the, the same thing? Um, I think though, it's okay to do things like this, to go return to worlds and not focus on specific main characters, you know, if there is something compelling to tell. And I think that's just going to be the line that we'll have to see uh, if it's, if it becomes worth it, if it made sense, or if we're going to wish that we would have just gotten a Monsters, Inc. 2. Um, I think that they've got a lot to prove doing that. Um, and, you know, I, I referenced before the idea of like Zootopia Plus show that's going to be showing things like 
um, the some stories about Flash, Flash, 100-yard dash, and a bunch of side characters in Zootopia. Now, I think that's something where it feels a lot more shallow because these are like characters that didn't have a lot of staying power. They're not coming up with new like new characters and it feels like especially if it's an anthology where it's just a bunch of random stories put together for us to be able to watch that are like mimicking tv shows in our own world that feels like so like i don't know it just doesn't seem like a very compelling idea for me whereas something like this where it's characters that are being introduced to be focused on because their struggles are going to be extremely compelling and we'll get to see that those characters reflected in um you know Mike and Sully that like Tyler is going to be going through something unique that he can gain guidance from them I think that gets really interesting uh the D23 conversation with the producers uh, expanded upon that saying that Tyler is kind of in a nexus point for in between Mike and Sully that Tyler has to become a comedian like Mike is growing to become. And at the same time, he also has to figure out his place in the world that's changing like Sully has to. And then he has to become like his own independent entity and separate himself from what he thought his life was going to become because he had expectations for it, obviously. And then it all kind of came crashing down. And, you know, and that's honestly the thing I think is the most compelling about Monsters Monsters at Work is this type. The, the concept is just ripe for interesting ideas, especially in 2021. It feels more relevant than ever to have a story like this of someone who had expectations for their life and then the world just changed underneath their feet and they're, they have to discover it. Now, if I was going to have predictions, I would say it's possible that Tyler might not actually become a, um, a comedian at the end. Like I, I think, I think it's very possible that even though his dream was to become a scarer, now that he can no longer be a scarer, it's possible that, you know, learning to create jokes um, and be able to do that in front of kids, maybe that's something that he won't be able to do because he has a different skill set than that. I don't think, you know, I, I I feel like it would be disingenuous to say that and all of the top scarers that existed pre-water, like during the water noose age, would be able to easily transition to become comedians. I think... I think it would be, I feel like some of them must not be able to, and that it's possible the roles might reverse like Mike and Sully, that now Sully has to take the back seat and be the supporter and the leader of the group. And Mike now has to go be the person that collects the energy and is kind of the superstar in his own respect on the laugh floor. Um, you know, maybe, maybe one of the crew is going to be able to stand out and rise above Tyler. And I feel like that would add a lot of tension to his group because I've got a feeling that he's going to become very close with his team. And while probably be very cynical at first, will become able to appreciate them and the meaningful 
nature of his work and maybe even detach himself a bit from his work. I could see it going that way too. I think there's gonna be a lot of interesting ideas. How do you manage work-life balance and the idea of um, like, what? what's the other, the other thing? It's like work-life balance, but also not pouring your entire identity into your work. And I can definitely see how a top scare who's literally larger than Sully is going to is going to feel really rattled and angry and sad and distressed when his whole world doesn't allow him to go take on the thing that he's been training for and wanting to do. Um, I think that could be terribly difficult. Um, and and I just think I I just still think that this is a world that there's it's just ripe for opportunity to continue to explore. Um, like, I think, I think there's interesting ideas that could still exist within like the cars world for sure. Like, I think Ratatouille has some potential with that too. Um, like there's, but there's something just really unique about the monster world and how that was all established. There's, you know, there's so many monsters that could be imagined. So many scenarios relating the monster world to the human world how those connections can be made all the science around the doors and how a society could be built around being dependent of like humans and in that whole interaction i think it's just a very fascinating world the characters are really really endearing um and and i just i just really excited to see where all of this is going to continue to go um Oh, man, there was something I wanted to say. I, I just am feeling very, very excited about what the future looks like for this. And I really hope that if it's a success, they, there can be other seasons. And maybe Disney television will be able to gain more access to different IP and to be able to continue to expand it. You know, I don't necessarily think Disney animation and Pixar animation studios have to be the sole bearer of all of you know all of the creative energy that only the best things can come out of there only the flag most flagship properties have to come out of there and i also don't think that disney television animation is inherently bad because it's television that i don't think necessarily i'm saying that every um disney television animation show was top of the line tier the best thing Disney could produce? Definitely not. That is definitely not the case. But also Disney and Pixar haven't also produced things that are very up to standard for them. Um, and I feel like that relationship between the studios will be very interesting to see, especially once the emphasis on Disney Channel and Disney XD continues to wane over time. Because animation is still something that's so integrated into the history and the identity of Disney. And it feels like that should be something that continues long into the future. Um, that I'm, so I'm hoping that that will be something that continues to get focused on and prioritized. And it'll be interesting to see how Disney television animation's role continues to evolve. Um, because they definitely need to exist. Um, you know, I like, 
a lot of some of you know some of Disney's biggest properties wouldn't exist without like the Disney Channel, like Phineas and Ferb, for is one of their you know is one really memorable Disney property, and that all began through television animation, and so there's something to be said about going into a project, building a world, creating characters that are all focused on, um, you know, serialized episodes. That it's not about one, two hour, you know, or less story and then trying to expand it later. That the intention always was to turn it into a series. And something like that allows things like Phineas and Ferb to develop because it definitely would not have worked in the reverse, trying to make a movie and then created a show. I think Phineas and Ferb was able to thrive because it knew what it was. And I think that's something that I continue to want to be able to see. I mean, that's again, the strength of DuckTales and Tangled the Series is that there were arcs that were built into the seasons and there was ideas that they wanted to bring up throughout. Um, and so it's that combination. It's like, there's an idea in biology I remember. It's the idea of like form over function. No. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. Form, what is it? Oh, man. Pretty much like the idea of, oh, man, what what was that? I don't even remember. Now I feel completely lost. I don't even know what the phrase was. The point is, is that the medium informs the message. There we go. <laughs> now, now I've got a big brain idea coming, <laughs> pouring up. <laughs> um, the idea of that your story and your characters and the, you know, what you put into a production is, is connected to the medium that you're presenting it in the way that you depict a story in a book is always going to differ from how it will be depicted in a show or a movie. I mean, that's kind of one of the interesting things that's going on right now with Amazon is that they're making a Lord of the Rings show and they're putting, putting like a billion dollars into making a multi-season show um, that will chronicle the entirety of the Lord of the Rings. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be fascinating to see um, how each of the different mediums are going to be different. That there exist these novels, there ex there'll be exist these movies based on the novels, and there'll be expansion of those movies through this show. And each one is going to, you know, I think still feel like the same world, but things have to change when you change mediums. Um, and so I'm very excited to see how Monsters at Work will adapt Monstropolis and the Monsters world to this, you know, to this new, to this new playground that is Disney Plus streaming. I think there's the potential for some very cool things to, to happen. Um, I think there'll be some very emotional arcs. From everything I've heard from the people that I've spoke to working on the project, they're very excited about it. Um, they said it's going to be funny and emotional and deep. And I'm, I think it's going to be incredible 10 episode um, story. And I, I hope that we'll continue to get more series based off of 
some of the biggest franchises that Disney has because while it seems like they're very eager to do that often with shows back in the 90s, you know, back with properties then and they're they're okay with doing that with Disney Junior and like creating more young geared television television geared towards younger audiences. There we go. Um I think there's something to be said about continuing the depth that existed in the original film and then putting that to use in a series. I'm hope I'm hoping Tiana and Moana will do that in Monsters Inc. as well. But now we've got we've got one more section of this of this <laughs> podcast where we talk about um the the wonderful reviews of the podcast. I mean, really, we'll talk about any review. It doesn't have to be glowing. <laughs> but over on iTunes, I went to the oldest review. I haven't talked about it on the, the podcast before, but I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to Captain Katie for saying, I love your YouTube videos. And I always thought your voice was definitely radio worthy. Very excited for this podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for the review. I'm glad you enjoy the YouTube videos. They're so fun to make. And I hope the podcast will evolve to become something better and better over time. Uh, this is the second year doing it. I'm in my second year of doing it. And it's definitely been something that I started doing and then I've been just trying to figure it out ever since. And that's why there's it continues to evolve. And I want it, and you know, as I mentioned earlier, I want it to be more authentically a podcast. That it's something that that feels more authentic for the way that you typically consume a podcast. So um, making it more long form, more in depth, more conversational. And I, I hope that I can continue to develop it. If there's something that you specifically want to see, um, let me know at me on Twitter at Mr. Isaac Carlson. Um, and also make sure to leave a review. It, it means the world and subscribe to the podcast. Um, I, I want this to continue to grow and become something unique and cool. And I think there'll be exclusive content for this over time. There'll be more interviews over time. Because I think this will be the main place that those entire forms get posted. But that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited for Monsters at Work. Uh, comment as well if you want to over on the, the video on YouTube. And of course, thank you, just thank you so much. Thank you for, for being here with me. And I hope you have a very magical day.